Welcome to the Raw and Uncensored Ambitious Podcast. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Oh yeah, here I am, the original HBIC, Katie motherfucking Boyd. And on today's installment of the Ambitious Podcast, we are going to be talking all about, obviously, escaping and exiting the matrix for good. And today, I'm just going to kind of piggyback on last week's podcast, which is all about why eating high vibrational foods is so important when you want to escape the motherfucking matrix. Today is going to be all about alcohol, my favorite furry friend, alcohol. <laughs> I love me some drinks. I always thought that being a classy bitch meant having a cocktail, you know, or having a glass of wine with your girlfriends while you're catching up. And it wasn't until the last year when we went into quarantine, you know, everyone was just drinking their faces off. Unless you don't drink, you were probably most likely drinking your face off. And at first, you know, we did not know how long we were going to be in quarantine. We didn't know how long this whole pandemic situation was going to go on. So at first it was like, huh, this is like kind of a vacation. Like I can act like I'm in freaking Hawaii, but not be in Hawaii. So like every night, you know, Matt and I would cook like a delicious meal and we would like put music on and we'd have like a fire going outside and we'd have cocktails and it was fun. Or we would play Scrabble or Monopoly and we would get wasted and we would like laugh our asses off. But as the months wore on, the drinking, it wasn't like a fun thing anymore. It was just like almost like just something that we did. And someone was talking to me the other day and I was explaining to them that the way I felt about alcohol during this last year of my life was almost like every night. Well, sometimes every day, but every night <laughs> I described it as smoothing out the wrinkles from the day. So when we first went into quarantine, my husband and I, we had to like totally pivot our companies. So if you guys have followed me and listened to the podcast for a really long time, like you know the story. But for those of you who are pretty new here, I'll just kind of recap it quickly. But, you know, it, I had taken three years of my life to write my book, Ambitious, and it was supposed to launch uh, in the early 2020. And I had just gone to New York City for like this week-long extravaganza for my 39th birthday. And we were just like partying, having fun, going to Broadway shows, like going to all these fancy restaurants, like living our best lives, like taking walks every day through Central Park. And it was kind of just like a blow off of a steam before I knew that shit was about to get real because when I was coming home from New York, I knew, okay, Katie, like have fun now because, you know, the next week you're going to be, you know, watching everything you eat, everything you drink because Victoria Duke and Carlos Velez are going to be coming to do your, you know, cover shoot for your 
your book. And, you know, then after the book cover shoot gets done and everything gets edited, like the book is going to launch and you're going to go on this, you know, world tour, speaking, you know, speaking tour. And, you know, it's going to be a lot. So have your fun now. And little did we know, you know, a year later, we'd still all kind of be in some type of quarantine or be affected by the pandemic in some way. And like I said, it just was a fucking pivot, man. It was a shit show. I'm not going to lie. It was one of the hardest things that we've ever done in our lives. And I, I'm sure you're listening wherever you are in the world and you're like, yeah, bitch, same, same. But for me, it was just like, wow, I just spent three years of my life on this thing that may not happen. So Matt and I pivoted both of our companies. As you know, my husband's a world champion martial artist, so he owns a martial arts studio. That's his nighttime job, um, his daytime job. He's obviously in healthcare, as you guys know. But you know, we had to figure out like, okay, um, how do we salvage our companies while everything closes down? And you know, people started canceling their memberships, and it was just a really, really, really hard time. So when quarantine kind of started getting a little. Uh, it was starting to be a little bit of a, a a pain in the fucking arse if you if you just want to like call it what it was. I started. To, I felt like I started to just to turn to alcohol um, in the evening as like my like reward. You know, like I would work so fucking hard all day, and Matt would work so hard all day, and we were so overwhelmed. We were so confused. We were we were afraid, even though we're not fear based people, but it, we were just like afraid for. Everybody just so, so sad for everyone that was like losing their companies, losing their jobs. People were dying. It was, it was a lot. And I think that the whole summer we were just like, oh, it's the summertime. Who cares? Like have margaritas by the fire at night. And like, let's, let's put some food on the barbecue. Let's put the music on. And like, let's just try to make the best of this. And then in October, and I feel like I keep saying this, but I am just going to say it because this is my truth. In October... I noticed it was like three o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon. And I would be like, I wonder if it's like appropriate to start like having drinks. (laughs) And sometimes like Matt would come home from work and I would be like, it would be like five o'clock in the afternoon. And I was like ripped drunk on the, on the couch, obviously not the days that I work, but there was some days that it was just like, this is a lot. And, and I know that it was a defense mechanism of stress, uh, from what we were all going through. So I think from like October to just fairly recently, I was pretty much using alcohol every night just to like, like I said, smooth out the wrinkles of the day. You know, like I'd have a hard day and I would say, okay, I'm gonna have a couple glasses of wine or, you know, Matt and I are gonna have a couple of like martinis by the fire or whatever. And then I started noticing like every day I woke up, I just did not feel well. Like I just felt so run down, so tired, depressed, anxious, because as we know, like alcohol is a depressant, right? And then I started noticing that Matt and I were like fighting all the time. Like every day I was like so agitated. He would say something to me. I would like jump down his throat. I'm like, and if you guys know Matt and I, you guys know like we are fucking biffles. Like we are BFFs and we have an amazing relationship, but it was getting a little dicey at the Baybine residence. And I had to really hold the mirror up to myself and say like, what the fuck are you doing? Like you're a spiritual leader in this world. Like you tell all these people what to do and how to be, and you're doing the total opposite. Like it's hypocritical. It's not right. Like get your fucking shit together. So I had to like have a come to Jesus moment with myself. So I, so I got to the place where I was like, okay, I have to stop drinking. Like this is not healthy anymore. And I started doing some research and some of the shit that I found on the internet was so wild. 
it was so wild, but it was also like, oh my God, this like all makes sense. Because if you know anything about Satan and you know anything about the dark forces, which there are on this planet, there are there is light and there is love and there is dark and there is like there is like bad shit. Okay. I'm never gonna say that that's not true. But enemy energy. Some of you will call it Satan. Some of you will call it low vibrational frequency, whatever the fuck you want to call it. When they, when the, that energy encounters a relationship like my husband's with me or me with my husband, it wants to drive a wedge in between. Because when two people come together in a love relationship like Matt and I, like you and your um, spouse or you and your significant other, that is against what the dark forces want. Because they cannot push their agenda if there's all these like loving, gorgeous, juicy, delumptious relationships happening on Mother Earth. Okay. So I was like, you know what? Like the dark forces don't want us together because we're helping people wake up. Like we are doing a couple's mastermind. Matt's like working with all of the ambitious husbands in man bitches. Like we're really doing hardcore spiritual awakening work with people. And Matt and I both realized that this is why we were put here on earth. We were put here on earth. We came here. We decided to come here to to incarnate on this earth plane to help people awaken in this in this new age that we're all rolling into, this golden age, this age of Aquarius, this fifth dimensional frequency energy. So... When I realized that, I was like, okay, Katie, you got you to gotta do some research because if you're going through this with Matt, think of how many people right now all over the fucking world are going through this. Like they're stressed the fuck out. They, they're using alcohol to numb. They don't want to feel their feelings. They're fighting with their spouses. They're fighting with their family. They're fighting with their children. They're, they're fucking up because of alcohol. They're not getting up out of bed in the morning. Um, they're just losing their shit. And like, you guys have to understand something like I'm a high performance motherfucker. Like, I don't live in this, like, low vibrational frequency world. So when I started feeling low vibration every fucking day, that was, like, an alarm to me that was, like, warning, warning, warning. Like, the ship is going down. And I was, like, damn, I got to pull myself up out of this fucking hole. Because remember, and this is for everybody here, like, no one's coming to motherfucking save you. Nobody. Even the people who say that they love you, oh my God, you're the best thing since fucking sliced bread. Oh my God, I love you so much. Oh my God, you're amazing. They don't care. And it's not bad. Like, it's not that they're bad people. They just have their own shit going on. So number one is no one's coming to fucking save you. Number two, if you're in the shit pit, if you're literally chilling in the shit pit and someone throws the rope down to you, most likely you're going to pull them in the shit pit with you. And now is that fair? Is that healthy? Is that higher vibrational frequency? No. So I was kind of pulling people around me into the shit pit. And I don't think people really like would acknowledge this, but I just felt like in my heart, like this is so wrong. And, you know, I'm a leader and God gave me this mission and I need to step up in all of my fucking power because the dark forces, enemy energy, whatever you want to call it, wants to keep people like me and my husband down. And if you're wherever you are right now, on the treadmill, in the car, driving, walking outside with your dog, I don't care. You're probably shaking your head right now going, yep, yep. And if this is not about you, there could be someone in your life that you love dearly that's being affected by alcohol. And 
don't get me wrong. Like alcohol is fun. Like it's, it's so fun to go out with your girlfriends and have a couple glasses of wine and just laugh at just stupid shit. It's so fun to have, you know, a Sunday fun day and drink a couple margaritas and just like pass out in the middle of the day and like have a nap. Like it's fun. But when you start to realize that the alcohol is not only fucking yourself up, meaning physically, but it's fucking your relationships up and it's fucking your health up and it's keeping you small and it's keeping you in these lower vibrational frequencies where everything is just lack and fear and not enoughness and just feeling some sort of way about yourself. That is the, that is the real wake up call. That is the clarion call to wake the fuck up and say like, you know, I might have to stop drinking for a while, or I may even have to stop drinking forever. So I want to read some shit that I found and I kind of compiled a bunch of different things. So usually you guys know I love to do like the top five reasons of whatever, but I kind of feel like having more like a, like a girl to girl or girl to guy or human to human conversation with y'all because I just, that's what my heart and my soul is telling me. And that's what spirit's telling me. So listen to this shit. There's this guy, his name is Jason Kristoff, and um, he's, a sp- he's a spiritualist. He's into health, fitness, wellness, and he talks about alcohol and spiritual possession. So listen to this shit. The word alcohol is said to come from the Arabic term al-kul, which means body, eating, spirit, which this word, this, word, this Arabic word al-kul, is also the origin of the term ghoul like a ghoul, like a ghost, like a goblin, like a ghoul. In alchemy, alcohol is used to extract the soul essence of an entity. Hence, its use in extracting essences for essential oils and the sterilization of medical instruments. By consuming alcohol into the body, it in effect extracts the very essence of the soul, allowing the body to be more susceptible to neighboring entities, most of which are low vibrational frequencies. Why do you think we call certain alcoholic beverages spirits? That is why people who consume excessive amounts of alcohol often black out, not remembering what happened. This happens when the good soul the one that we were sent here with, leaves because the living conditions are too polluted and too traumatic to tolerate. The good soul jettisons the body, staying connected on a tether, and a dark entity takes the body for a joyride around the block, often in a hedonistic and self-serving, illogical rampage. Our bodies are cars for spirits. If one spirit leaves, another one can take the car for a ride. Just think about this for a second. You might be like, what is this bitch talking about? Think of a time in your life where you just got bollocky, bare-ass drunk. And you did some shit, okay? You did some shit that was not very flattering to you or your reputation, Been there, done that. I could literally tell you stories that would make you like gasp and piss your pants laughing, the shit that I've done in my life. I was actually talking to two girlfriends last night and we were like talking about old times and we were like, you know, reminiscing and all this fucking shit. And I was just like, oh my God. And I knew I was doing this podcast and I was like, oh my God, I totally remember so many times where I was not even, I was not even Katie Boyd, like when I got drunk. Like it was almost like, 
It was almost like, you remember that movie Ghost with Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze and Whoopi Goldberg? And they were doing that seance, like Whoopi Goldberg. And and she was like, Orlando, is that you? Do you I don't know if you guys remember this, but if, you might be a little too young. But if you haven't watched, Go, watched the movie Ghost, it's so fucking good. But I, I can remember so many times where I was like, now I know what it is being a spiritualist and doing all this research. Like, I was so polluted, my vessel was so polluted that my good soul, the one that lives with me, the one that chose to incarnate here on this on this earth plane for a mission, had to almost leave my body because it was so polluted, it was so sick, it was so low vibrational frequency. And I was reading another article that was saying that um, if there's spirits who have not fully ascended into like heaven or higher dimensions of reality or have gone to the light... That if you're drunk and they're near you, like the actual energies, they want to feel drunk because they love to be drunk. They were, you know, drunks when they were here on this earth plane. And they will actually jump into you just to feel the feeling of being drunk. If you don't believe me, research it yourself. I swear to God. So essentially, when someone goes dark after drinking alcohol or polluting themselves in many other ways, their body often becomes possessed by another entity. Have you ever felt different, more sexual, more violent, less rational, and less logical after drinking alcohol? Are you aware we already live inside an ancient religious cult who are schooled concerning the dark powers of alcohol? It is this cult that popularizes alcohol through the media and government it controls to serve a very ancient and dark agenda. So think about it. All of these like dark beings that run our world and and they're not the government, they're not the people that you think, okay? There's a dark society of these humanoids that run three-dimensional humans or people who are like zombies or people that are dragging their foot in fucking Walmart. You know what I'm talking about? And these dark entities use drugs, use alcohol, use social media, use distractionary tactics to keep you in the fucking matrix. This is what this whole thing that we're doing, guys, is all about. Like so many people are like, I don't understand what the matrix is. I'm like, because you're fucking in it. Because you're fucking deep in it, man. You're deep in it. So think about it. When you're drunk, when you're high, when you're beating up your wife, when you are passed out in the middle of the day or you are scratching your balls with your Tito fingers watching fucking Maury Povich, you are not the father, or you are scrolling on social media all day for no fucking apparent reason, or you are gossiping, or you are watching you know, Netflix all day, even though all of these things seem three-dimensionally like really fun. The dark entities that are here on this earth are like, yes, queen, because they're keeping all these people distracted. And remember, if you go back to my Outwitting the Devil podcast, I talk about how the devil tells Napoleon Hill like 98%, 98%, I run 98% and the opposition, which you call God runs 2%. So think about it. If Satan or enemy energy or low vibrational frequency or whatever the fuck you want to call it has dominion over 98% of the human's fucking population, don't you think that there is like a bigger agenda here? Don't you think that all the low vibrational frequency tactics that, that these dark beings are using to control us is working? 
It's the alcohol. It's the drugs. Like, I, everyone's like, a war on drugs in America. I'm like, listen to me, motherfucker. If these politicians didn't want drugs in this, com- in this country, it, they wouldn't be here, honey. Okay? They want people to have drug problems. They want people to be fucking high as shit and do crazy ass shit. They want people to be alcoholics. They want people to have abusive relationships where there's no harmony. Okay? They want people to have cancer and autoimmune disease because guess what? They keep making that money, honey. Okay? And I'm not saying everybody in these, because I have friends that are in government in politics. I have friends that are doctors. I have friends that are, you know, um, in own bars and restaurants and all this shit. But think about it. They want to keep us fat and sick and stupid and uneducated and fucking drifting. And they want to keep us in the matrix so that they can fucking laugh, laugh, laugh all the way to the motherfucking bank. So we got to wake up as ambitious women and men all across the globe to say like, you know what? I'm not allowing this. I'm not allowing myself to be in the matrix through, you know, binge eating and making myself sick through, you know, polluting my system through all of this like genetically modified, low vibrational, dead fucking food. And I'm not going to allow myself to be a drunk hoe for show all day long, every day and, you know, lose my family and lose my job and lose my edge and become sick because I am addicted to alcohol and numb my fucking brain because I'm, I'm a drunk or get into prescription pills or street drugs because, you know, that's what they want. Please. They, they love this shit. They want to keep you fat, sick, stupid, and in the matrix. Wake the fuck up and smell the pussy. All right. The solutions to our crumbling society are only to be found within non-polluted collective humanity, not within modern science and the death cult it represents. Our dark and immoral human farmers masquerade as altruistic governments who then serve us up to dark spiritual entities that feed off our energies when we consume alcohol and a host of other toxic substances they rain down from the top of the ruling pyramid. We are slaves living on an elaborate control grid, i.e. the matrix people, based on indoctrination, propaganda, chemical sedation, toxic medication, and were even used as food energy for dark spirits who live outside the frequency of visible sight. Okay, so listen to this for a second. Let me go back for a second. We are slaves living on an elaborate control grid, the matrix, based on indoctrination, propaganda, chemical sedation, and toxic medication. So listen, chemical sedation, alcohol, drugs, right? Food. They even say, they even say like, um, you know, I'll see, uh, like I was in LA last year before shit hit the fan and you're just driving down Sunset Boulevard and every fucking billboard is like some fucking you know, person holding booze, partying, like they make the alcohol look like it's so fun or, and you're going to be accepted by people if you drink or, you know, um, you're going to meet all these like fancy people if you drink or you're, you know, you're a wine connoisseur. So you're going to fit in with like higher end, like upper crust type of people and all this shit. And they even like, you know, I hate when people call like wine, like mommy juice. And then the little kid's like, oh, mommy, are you having your mommy juice? Like, so we make it like normal to just like 
fucking binge drink every night and get up the next day and do it all over again. And that's like, oh, I'm just like a mom with like little kids. And like, that's what I do to like wind down at night. No, you're like, I was, I had dinner with two friends last night and they were telling me about all these people that I've known from, you know, childhood, um, that are getting divorced. And I was like, oh, why are they getting divorced? And my friend was like, well, he's a, he has a really bad alcohol problem. Oh, why, why are they getting divorced? Oh, his wife's a drunk. Why are this person getting divorced? Oh, he was like beating his wife up when he would like drink too much. So like, yeah, it got really bad. And like, she's living with like, you know, the fucking pool boy or whatever. And I'm like, what the fuck? And every conversation that we had about whomever, alcohol was always involved, always involved. Like that really blew me, blew my mind. So this guy, Jason Kristoff says, I haven't drank in almost five years Now, the dark spirits are in fear of me, and that's the way it was always meant to be. He said, join the moral rebirth of humanity. Unslave, reject the poison, and let's get to work doing what we know has to be done. And if you go on his website, it's uh, jchristoff.com. And um, you can look at all these people that he's worked with that had stopped drinking alcohol like their before and afters. It's fucking crazy what these people look like like before and after. It's wild, 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 wild. Now, this is other, um, there's this other write-up that I was getting into. It's called freethinker523.wordpress. And I think it's like an old blog that this guy was writing about all this stuff. And, you know, he talks too about the etymology of the word alcohol and like what it means and all that kind of stuff. Um, And he talks about, you know, how these energies have got into him and possessed him and he's done all this like crazy shit. But he was saying, he says, how many times have you or someone you know, after becoming quite intoxicated with alcohol, behaved in a manner uncommon to them? Perhaps you experienced the changing of voice, which is called subvocalization. When people become possessed with any kind of entities and we, and we become possessed by the way, all the time. Like, I do a thing when I get home. So like if I go out, you guys know if you've read the book Ambitious, you guys know that I always um, cloak myself before I go out um, into the world. And when I come back, I uncloak myself. But I also say, if there are any dark forces that do not wish me light and love who are clinging to my vessel, you may leave. And I say, clear. Just like, remember in, um, <laughs> I love this movie, I love this show, The Walking Dead, where it was like the black guy with like the stick and he, w- he was like uh, crazy into like Tai Chi and um, whatever the martial arts is that uh, they don't use force. I can't remember what it is, but he was like amazing at it. And he would always like say clear after. And I was like, oh my God, he is like shaking off the low vibrational dark entities. Matt... Um, when he was going into the hospitals all the time, because, you know, hospitals are a place where a lot of people die. A lot of people go to the light in hospitals and he would come home. I'll never forget this day. This is a true story. He wasn't drunk. Um, but he had like a spirit clinging to him or that had jumped into his vessel and was like taking his little, his little Matt Babine body for a ride. And he came home and I looked at his eyes and his eyes looked fucking weird. Like I'm telling you, they looked weird. I was like, who the fuck is this motherfucker? And 
he was in the bath, he was in the kitchen and he was just like doing something and he was like, I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch the sky. I was like, what the fuck? The fuckity fuck is going on? I was like, Matt, what the hell? And he's like, what the fuck was that? I don't even know what the hell is that. I go, oh, go outside and clear. And he went outside and he did this whole little thing and he cleared it. And he was like, oh my God, Katie, I feel like something was like in me. I was like, cause something was in you. And it was like an old black lady singing like some old R. Kelly shit. And you totally got like jumped into like your body was getting taken for a ride. And he goes, you know, it's really funny when I was at the hospital today, there were so many deaths in this one wing that I was on. There was people on gurneys in the hallway And I was like, oh my God. So what happens is when you are a light worker and your body just is shining so bright, when people pass away and you're around those spirits, and you know how like when people die, they talk about going to the light. They look at your body and they're like, oh, it's the light, go to the light, go to the light. And it goes to your body and then it clings onto your etheric or auric um, field of energy. And you know how many people right now in this world are walking around with like all kinds of shit just like dangling on them? Like, do you remember that movie Christmas Carol and Jacob Marley would like, Jacob Marley, and he would like pull his friggin', you know, all his chains and all his money boxes and his fucking head was like tied up with a bandana. (laughs) That is what happens. But instead of you know, carrying all those chains, those money boxes, we're carrying spirits that have just not um, transitioned correctly. And they think they're in another dimension, but they're just clinging on to your light body. So you have to protect yourself. And I know that you guys are going to be like, Katie, this is so uh, esoteric. This is so out of the... But you know what, though? You're at on the Ambitious Podcast. You're not on the fucking um, Ding Dong the Mario podcast. I mean, you guys know what you're getting yourself into when you're here listening to this shit. But I'm telling you, like, I'm not just trying to, like, be weird and freak you out and be, like, avant-garde. I'm really speaking to you like this is a real fucking thing. It's a real fucking thing thing. So when he was saying, this guy that wrote this write-up, he says, perhaps you experienced the changing of voice, which is like what Matt, um, what Matt was doing. Violence, sexual promiscuity, ingesting of harmful substances, destruction to property, conflictual behavior, and other negative expressions. Consider these experiences and ask yourself, is this the manifestation of light, love, and positivity? Do these occurrences represent a path of consciousness and health? And it is no, it is a known thing by many that ingesting alcohol depresses the nervous system, kills brain cells, is toxic to the liver, weakens the immune system, and has many other harmful effects. We are taught that long-term alcohol use can lead to unwanted weight gain, diseases of the liver, lowering of intelligence and negative effects on hormones. Drinking alcohol while pregnant can lead to birth defects. We already know this. Mental retardation and deformities in the developing fetus. Yet still, it is a mass promoted and supported by our mainstream culture. Have you ever considered that alcohol is a slick tool of the supporters of the matrix, global mind control and oppression program to keep people on a path of disempowerment and sickness? And no, so he goes like really crazy and he's, he's talking about alcohol being legal. He says, we have to ask why alcohol is legal throughout most of the world, yet in many countries, and specifically the United States, psychedelics are illegal. The conscious and safe 
use of psychedelics or visionary medicines are known to assist in mind expansion to initiate spiritual experiences where people have communed with the divine, healed numerous physical and spiritual ailments, increased intelligence, helped to repattern the brain in a positive way, assist people in aligning with their soul's purpose, and have inspired many people to create great works of art and other innovative creations. It seems that these substances would definitely be banned and discouraged if there truly is an agenda seeking to oppress the human potential and keep us in the dark regarding who we are as spiritual beings, our innate potential, and the path to empowerment. As we strive to heal, awaken, and transform our world, I pray that we rise up and wise up to the dirty trick played upon humanity in regards to alcohol. Non-benevolent forces have wanted to keep us oppressed, disempowered, and asleep. How many of us have seen families broken and lives lost because of alcohol and alcoholism? Me, a million. You know, my dad struggled with alcoholism for most of my life. Um, and, you know, my dad, honest to God, is one of the most incredible men on the face of the earth. But when he was drinking, he was the total antithesis. And I understand, you know, because I've done such deep inner child healing work and I've done such deep shadow work and I've had like really incredible breakthroughs with like my dad and my mom and whatever, which is awesome. But I think of all the things that he went through as a child and all the loss that he, he suffered and all the, all the things that he endured and experienced. And I understand why, why he chose to drink to help himself numb out and escape the pain and escape the constant thinking about all these horrible things. I get it. And I do believe in a lot of ways that alcohol is a disease, but I don't think it's a physical disease. I think that alcoholism is a spiritual disease. And think of how many people that you know that have wrapped their fucking trees around cars, killed innocent people because of they were drunk driving, um, beaten the shit out of their wives, beaten the shit out of their kids, you know, done terrible, horrible things because of alcohol. Right. And then you like hear about him like, oh, my God, he was like the nicest guy. I don't understand. Like He was just such the nicest guy. Yeah, he's the nicest guy when he wasn't fucking drinking because the drinking shifts the energy. And, you know, I was out with friends the other night and um, and I wasn't going to drink. And then everyone was drinking and I was like, oh, I'll have a drink. But I said so I said to myself before I drank in my mind's eye, you're drinking just to be social and you're going to enjoy it because you're going to have one glass of wine and you're going to sip it and you're going to savor it. And it's a really expensive glass of wine and you're going to drink with intention. You're not going to drink to be like, whoa, yeah, white girl wasted. Because like, that would be usually how I would drink. And I, w- I drank in a very intentional way. I had that one glass of wine. I felt great the next morning. Nothing crazy happened. I didn't like, you know, give anybody a fucking super wedgie. I didn't like flash anybody my tits. I didn't call anyone a name at dinner. You know, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't take my, um, put it and put it on a spoon and flop it into Matt's face on the other side because I have done that. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this one time. Oh my God. I'm going to tell a story. I don't give a fuck. Whatever. You're here. You're going to listen. It's all good. One time, Matt and I went away to this place called the White Barn Inn in Kennebunk, Maine, and it's like, she-she, it's like five-star, Relay's Chateau, like, whatever. Um, 
Alec Baldwin and his wife was like sitting next to us. And then there was like this old guy and he was probably about a hundred and his wife was like my age and she looked like gorgeous, like a young Anne Margaret, like red hair, just like so beautiful. And then there was like me and Matt, the two little schleps and we got so drunk. And I just remember, and it was like fancy restaurant. It was like a 12 course tasting menu with like caviar and every Every um, course had, like, a pairing of, like, a wine or a cocktail or whatever. And by the time the dessert came, I was so freaking lit that I took a piece of, like, this—it was, like, a almost like a creme brulee pudding-type thing. And I took it on my spoon, and I literally, like, catapulted it right over to Matt, and it, like, went all over him. <laughs> I will never forget this as long as I live. Let's just say we kind of semi-got thrown out of there. <laughs> But like, and I'm laughing and it's fucking funny. But I think about that and I'm like, what a fucking loser. What was I doing? But I had to, I like had to get to this place in my life where I, you know, got to this place where I was like, damn kid, you're like out of control. Like this isn't freaking normal to act like this fucking crazy. But that's what alcohol does to you. It makes you do fucking crazy ass shit, right? Sorry, I digress. Do you think it makes us smarter or healthier or overall better people to drink? No, it really doesn't, you know? So he's saying it's time to change things. Let's stand behind replacing the rampant abuse of alcohol with more health-enhancing practices and activities and learn how to live awakened and empowered lives. Awakened and empowered lives. I love it. Um, so I'm not going to keep going into all this and, you know, bo- like bore you with any more like etymology, but it's pretty fucking interesting, guys, you know? So... I'm going to say this. I love to drink. I enjoy it. But I know that keeping the drinking patterns that, you know, we have all been doing in the, over the last couple months last year isn't going to help us glow up, grow up, be better, achieve more, achieve more greatness. It's actually keeping us small. And the dark agenda, they want us small. They want us in the matrix. And this is just another way. This is just another way to keep in the matrix. So I am not saying I'm never drinking again because I'm a fluid bitch and I'm a free bitch and I do what I want when I want. But what I'm saying to you is I have been on this detox with my protocol ladies, my ambitious protocolers for over a week. My skin is glowing. I'm sleeping through the night. I'm not waking up in the middle of the night with like sweats, like sweating through clothes because too much alcohol makes me sweat my tits off at night. I don't know if anyone else this happens to, but I wake up around like two o'clock in the morning and I can't go back to sleep and I'm just drenched in sweat and it's not, it's just not good. And then the next day I wake up and I feel like a bag of smashed assholes and it's just, it's not helping me. So we've been doing this detox and I feel amazing. I just feel like less puffy, less bloated. My brain is functioning properly. I just feel overall like really healthy, real high, really high vibe and really good. So I am committing to really like stopping the drinking. And, you know, if I do want to drink, I'm going to do it in a very, very, very intentional way. Because I don't want to be the Debbie Downer and be like, oh, just give up all your pleasure in life and be a fucking monk and live in a monastery and, you know, make mandalas and, you know, shave your fucking head and eat vegan. I'm not saying that. 
What I'm saying is there's just certain things that we're doing on a daily basis and we're complaining that our lives suck bags of dicks and we are creating the suck bag of dick life. (laughs) You know what I mean? And obviously it's, you know, what we're thinking, our social media, who we're hanging out with, not having um, spiritual practices, not detoxing, not eating high vibrational foods, like all these different things that I talk about in Ambitious the Book. And obviously this week I chose to talk about alcohol because I think it's like that, that important. But when I do drink, and if I do drink, it's going to be with intention and attention. I'm, and I'm going to cloak myself, and I'm going to protect myself, and I'm going to wear you know amethyst on my body, or I'm going to put some amethyst in my pocket because that's that helps with alcoholism and just um, just protects you from any kind of like drunkenness and that kind of energy. And I'm really, really, really going to work on just being, like I said, intentional with when I do drink, it's going to be for a reason and not just to numb the fuck out on the couch every night, you know, listening to Billy Joel and like just be bopping around and then passing out. It's just like, come on. It's just not serving anyone. So if you're ready to go on this magic carpet ride and you're ready to give up alcohol, I think the best way to do it is join April's ambitious 28-day protocol. So obviously it's a 28 days of sobriety because, you know, that's how we achieve greatness. And, you know, we're going to be doing a therapeutic ketogenic diet. We're going to be doing inner child healing. We're going to be sober. We're going to be hydrating. We're going to be taking our supplements. We're going to be doing some fasting. We're going to be getting to bed on time. We're going to be taking time for self-care. We're going to be part of something bigger than just us a true sisterhood, a community of like-minded women who are just there for each other. So if you're ready to go on this magic carpet ride, reach out to me. Let's talk. Let's hop on a phone call. If you reach out to me, I'd love to just hop on a phone call and see if you are a right fit for the Ambitious 28-Day Protocol. Or if you've already done A2AP before and you're like, I just I just really want to be part of something bigger, jump into the, th- the 365 or what we're calling right now, we're calling it 5DP, the fifth dimensional protocol, because that's really in, f- in the fifth dimensional protocol in A365P, that's what we're focusing on. We're focusing on doing only things that help us get into these higher vibrational frequencies, frequencies of reality. And if you need a little extra love and a little extra support, reach out to me because we have some amazing events coming to KBMFC, both virtually and in-house. So if you're not ready to go out into the world and go to events and be around people yet, we got you covered, sis. You can just do it virtually. So I will be continuing my no alcohol journey. I will be continuing to detoxify my system. I will be continuing to go deeper into the, into the rabbit hole, down the rabbit hole, jumping out of the matrix and truly living in higher dimensions of consciousness because, you know, we only have this one fucking body. We only have this one spin around this earth in this meat suit. Why not make it fucking fabulous? Why be drunk the whole time and just forget it? I mean, come on. I think of, I I feel like I've lost like almost like a whole year of my life just numbing myself out and not being my true authentic self. And it's like, come on, you know better than this, girlfriend. Like you're a spiritual leader. Like this is your mission. This is your purpose to wake women up from all over the world and men. And if you're like half in the bag all the time and you're trying to numb out and escape the way you feel and your fears, everyone feels fear. Everybody does. It's normal to be human and have fear, but it's what you do with the fear. 
that makes you fucking incredible and ambitious. So reach out to me. We'll hop on a phone call. Um, and I hope that this helps. And I hope this makes you feel better. Like if you have been struggling with booze for the last couple months or even, you know, your whole life, like I get you, I see you, I feel you, I acknowledge you and you're enough and you can make a decision at any time to change your life. It's, it's that easy. Okay. And I'm here for you and your ambitious sisters are here for you. So I will see you next week. Don't forget to share this with everybody that you know and love. And I always love to see that you guys are listening to the ambitious podcast. So please, please, please. Like if you have a moment, screenshot the podcast, tag me on Instagram at Katie Boyd ambitious. I would love to see you just loving my podcast and loving the ambitious movement. Happy week. Happy sobriety. Let's jump out of this motherfucking matrix and really, really step into our most ambitious lives. I love you all. Don't forget to stay ambitious.